welcome to the Conscious Coaches on the Mission, the podcast where we take super inspiring and profitable mindset, energetics, and online business strategy and get it into the hands of the most heart-centered people like you, creating mission-driven, soul-aligned businesses. I'm your host, Eugenia Oganova. I am a Clairvoyant seven-figure business strategist, personal transformation expert, and a messaging energetics coach with over 20 years of experience. I'm the owner and CEO of TranscensionGate.com and the creator of the Conscious Future Method. I'm also a best-selling author of three books, and I've been featured in over 100 publications, specializing in helping spiritual coaches and healers sustainably scale into multiple six and seven figures without forcing themselves to work harder by weaving masculine business strategy to feminine quantum energetics and customizing with their unique soul design and mission. Twice per week, in my 20-minute conversations, I'll be celebrating one lucky conscious entrepreneur on a unique mission, their expertise, business growth, leadership, and contribution to human awakening. Stick around to the end of the show. In 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Let's do it. Welcome back. Our today's guest is Dr. Ifrat Lamandre. She is an awesome person. We just had some conversation before we started, and I can tell you it's already going to be fun. She is a functional medicine doctor, and she helps women realize that their symptoms are not all in their head. Um, she's an owner and operator of a medical practice, and she's a creator of the new method. So welcome, Dr. E. Thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm so glad we got to talk. And um, that actually sets our conversation as in let's begin by you explaining people a little bit what is functional medicine and how that is different than what maybe people usually think of a medicine. Um, okay, that's actually a great question because a lot of people are like, what the heck is functional medicine? So to explain what it is, I'm just going to tell you how I got into it. So I in started with a, my own medical practice. It's called EG Healthcare. And just imagine your own primary care practice. And it's and it's good. It's great. I'm a fan of primary care and you go there for your annuals and, and, and everything's fine. And I did what everyone did. If you, I did the labs, if I ran the test, if you were fine, I sent you home and everything was great until my wife got sick. And you'll hear from a lot of people in functional medicine that either they got sick or someone that they love got sick and they realized that conventional medicine wasn't enough. So in her case, she had an autoimmune issue. Her first one was called PMLE, which basically means she had an allergy to the sun. And the second one was severe psoriasis that really affected her ability to get through the day. And if any of you out there are suffering from autoimmunity, you know that most of the time, all that's offered to you is some form of steroids or immunosuppressant. I'm not telling you not to take it. I'm not against it, but it's not the way we want it to go. So we started hunting and exploring. And this is before the internet was the internet, right? So, <laughs> so hunting was a little bit harder back then. Um, and so we discovered uh, someone who did functional medicine. And he said, you know, and when we went there, we were like, this is not going to work. My wife's in medicine. I'm in medicine. None of this is going to work. But, you know, we had nothing to lose. And Again, this is a long time ago, so some of the things I'm going to say to you are like obvious, but he had the audacity to tell us that what we're eating actually affects our health, right? <laughs> which is crazy. Now, mind you, 
we both looked healthy, relatively thin, athletic, both ate what we thought was healthy. So the thought that nutrition had anything to do with autoimmunity really was, it didn't make sense to us, but we had nothing to lose. So we tried it and he ran these crazy tests and he told us to eat this crazy stuff and we cleaned up our diet, what we already thought was clean. And it completely worked. It completely changed her life. Her PMLE uh, quieted down, her psoriasis reversed. And I was like, holy cow, what is this witchcraft? (laughs) It's not witchcraft, it's actual science. So I went back to school. I went back to school and then I brought it back to my practice. I got my PhD in integrative medicine and I invented the new method. And the reason it's called the new method, it's spelled with a K, is because you always knew there was a better way. The patients knew, like we knew we didn't want that. We didn't know what the answer would be, but we knew we didn't want heavy duty medication. So that's where the new method came from. So functional medicine is really about um, getting to the root cause of what is going on as opposed to just medicating it from above. Yeah. And that actually makes so much sense. I think for a lot of people who are on a path of sort of conscious journey through their life. And when they have a business that's integrated into conscious journey is that if you're trying to live consciously and do everything in your life in alignment, you want your health to be part of that. And a lot of times if something feels off and traditional sort of medical professional would either just give you medication and just say, just take that, which then feels like you're polluting yourself a lot of times. And it does not mm, change the actual condition. It just kind of covers it up like a weird bandaid. And I think a lot of times people tend to do that if they're running a business just because, well, things have to get done. So I got to just kind of like quiet this issue that I'm having because I don't have time for this. But at some point there got to be room for you because your life is your life. So when you work with your clients in coaching and your patients in a medical sense, um, how do you help them understand what is it that an actual physical issue as in something imbalanced in their body versus psychosomatic versus maybe just stress related, like pressure related in their life? Like how do they know and how do you know which part of it is kind of in which category? Okay. So I'm going to say this. So first to your first part about being like stressed out and a lot of women here who are listening or entrepreneurs and, and you're saying like maybe some of them put it to the side, but some of them are actually going out to the doctor's office, right? And doing the thing, right? They're getting their annual, they're getting everything done mm-hmm. and they're being told everything's fine. And there's an, it's alluded to that it's in their head. Like, hey doc, I'm really tired. Well, you're not anemic, your thyroid's fine. Maybe you should just go exercise. Maybe you should just lose five, 10 pounds. And there's like this constant underlying, some people say it outright. I've had patients come to me and they were told it's in their head, but there's like this, understanding, well, if there's nothing wrong with your labs, like really, maybe you're just a little stressed out. Maybe, you know, you're trying to balance your work and your life. Maybe, you know, basically they're putting it back on you. Like if you, you know, stop stressing out or didn't worry about these things, then it would all go away. So that's why I entitled my book, It's Not In Your Head. Because if you are feeling a certain way, you're feeling tired, you're feeling off. There was a time when you felt better. Now you're not feeling that way. Things have gotten worse. That's physical. It's not in your head. You know, there, I'm going to say there is a very small percentage of people where it is completely a, a, a psychiatric disturbance. That, that's a, I'm not talking about that. It's a, it's a small percentage, and they usually have a lot more going on than just that. But 
for most of us, the general population, if you're feeling unwell, it means something. And the reason it's tricky to find is because the labs are designed to find a pathology. They're designed to find a sickness. You go to the doctor's office. Let's just make it easy. You're designed to find a diabetes. If you don't have diabetes, you don't have a sugar problem, right? But we all know that before you have diabetes, it'll be 10, 20 years of you cooking something called insulin resistance, which there is no testing for. There is, but let's just say for now, there is no testing for. And then you know, eventually one day you show up and you're diabetic. Did you get diabetic that day? No, of course not. Just the test finally showed you're diabetic. And that's the same thing of autoimmunity. If you get a test that says you're positive autoimmunity, lupus, Jorgens, rheumatoid arthritis, did it happen today? No. For 10 or 15 years, you've been feeling unwell, but the markers didn't show up in the blood. So you go to rheumatologist, you go to the PCP, and they're like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And it's not that you're fine. It's just that it hasn't caught up in the blood yet. So the symptoms are really important. It's just in conventional medicine, the symptoms are not enough. You need the symptoms. The patient has to come in with a complaint and then you need a labs or an image to prove that there's an illness. And if there is nothing and you just have the symptom, you're sent home. So functional medicine understands that the symptom is trying to tell you something. It's like, hey, something's going on. Please don't ignore me. And it's not that your doctors are bad people. They're great people. They went to school. They don't want to do any harm to you. It's just the tools that we have in conventional medicine are not designed for unwellness. They're designed for sickness. So if you're not sick, you're just unwell, there's no room for you in conventional medicine. Yeah. And how do you link this unwell to um like harmonizing versus fixing. Like in the way that I work, everything is either balance or imbalance. And if it's imbalance, you can bring it back into balance without it having to go so far out of balance that it becomes disease as an illness. So how? what's your view on this conundrum of fixing yeah, versus so, kind of harmonizing? So the first thing, so fixing and harmonizing, for me, it's about reducing inflammation. If mm-hmm. I could reduce your inflammation, the disease always stems from inflammation. Your symptoms are inflammatory. If I can reduce your inflammation, I can reduce your symptoms and I can help you prevent the disease or depending on the disease, reverse the disease, right? So my world is about inflammation. Your world is about creating harmony. My world is creating inflammation, which is in a sense harmony on a cellular level. So number one for everyone, we have to fix your nutrition. It is very rare that anyone who walks through my doors, their nutrition is on point. Some of them think it's on point but mostly it's not on point. The first thing we have to do is get off the standard American diet. The acronym is SAD for a reason. It's a very sad diet. And we have to talk about, you know, creating an, um, a non-inflammatory nutrition because that's the thing you put into your system all day, every day. So there's no point in getting fancy supplements or IV vitamin infusion or whatever is trendy if every single day, three times a day, you're putting poison in your mouth. It's not gonna help. Right. So the very first thing we have to do is optimize your nutrition. The second thing we have to do is optimize your sleep. I say second, but it's as important as the first. If you're not sleeping well and you're not eating well and you're not pooping well, nothing else is going to work. Like these are the most basic things. And it sounds like, okay, um, I'm a busy person, but you can't, you cannot be successful. You cannot, you can be successful, but you won't be as successful as you could have been. If you're exhausted, 
if your belly always hurts because all of that makes you not think straight. It makes you not sharp. You won't be able to make as good as 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 many or as good decisions. Um, so it is actually, you know, for all you entrepreneurs listening out there, it's actually standing in your way to be sleep deprived or to not have your nutrition on point and to constantly have a bloated belly. So we start there with everyone and we watch the inflammation go down. If we need further tweaking, that's very individualized. Some people need additional testing. Maybe they need stool testing. Maybe they need mold testing. Maybe they need hormone imbalance, but it's not where you start. You start with like the main items. Yeah, that's really interesting because I know a lot of times people kind of looking for a zebra, you know, like let's start with the hormones, let's look at this and that. And, you know, the bottom line is, yeah, if you're not sleeping, eating properly, if your body is not processing and assimilating the nutrients correctly. um, One of the things I hear a lot is that, um, let's say they try to sleep, like they give themselves enough room to sleep, enough hours to be in bed, but they can't because they freaking out over something or they thinking about something. So they actually just not really sleeping, which then means in the morning, their digestion is all messed up because now they just worried themselves through all of this. So probably created that level of inflammation and then they get tired through the day. So would that well, be something sleeping, like what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, people think that people forget that it's all connected. Meaning what you do in the day from the minute you wake up is going to affect how well you sleep. So just because you created on your schedule 10 p.m. a sleep time, if your afternoon was filled of stimulants, you're not going to sleep at 10. If your last meal was a bowl of pasta and a glass of wine, you're not going to sleep at 10 because you're processing all these carbs, right? And that's a classic dinner in this country, you know, a high carb dinner with a glass of wine to relax. And now you're wondering why you can't sleep. You can't suddenly at 10 p.m. say it's time to sleep. You actually have to prepare for it. Just like in your business, you can't suddenly say, hey, why don't I have 50 customers lined up? Obviously, you have to do marketing and infrastructure. It's the same thing with sleep. From 12 o'clock on, the caffeine has to stop. The, The carbs have to get lower. Your last meal should be three hours before you go to sleep. It should be very low carb. If you don't set the stage to succeed in sleep, you won't succeed in sleep. Now what happens? You get to bed. It's not the anxiety that keeps you awake. Your your the fact that you're processing your sugar keeps you awake. But now that you're awake, you're thinking about the things that make you anxious. So you think anxiety is keeping you up, but it's not. It's your own. It's everything that you did during the day, and now your brain is thinking because it's awake. It's totally awake. It's ready to roll. Now you're lying down thinking about everything can go wrong tomorrow, whatever it is you're anxious about. And then of course you wake up the next day. You overcaffeinate. You caffeinate all day long. A lot of people have adrenal fatigue. Um, So adrenal fatigue people are really, really tired and then they'll grab more stimulants to get through the day. And so now you're round and round it goes and then you can never go to sleep. It is not enough to just schedule sleep. It's a good start. At least you prioritized it on your books, but you have to create the steps to help you succeed to sleep. Have you ever noticed the um, link between motivation and inflammation in the body? Like motivation as in somebody wakes up and they want to do things or during the day they feel excited about things versus they kind of feel disinterested or semi-depressed or, you know, that hopeless kind of a cloud comes in um, and how their body is actually processing nutrients and things. Of course, of course, Mm -hmm. of course, of course. So when our patients come in, we have them fill out a questionnaire 
And in that questionnaire, of course, we talk about the physical, which is their joint pain and their belly pain and their skin. And then we have a whole section about their mood and their anxiety and their depression or their ability to concentrate. A lot of people will think that they have ADHD. A lot of people will think they have depression, anxiety. They do. They have all the symptoms of it, right? But they feel like organically, meaning in their brain, the hardwiring is off. So they are depressed or they have ADHD. And what happens to most of my patients, once we clean it up and once we start getting feeling better, when they repeat that questionnaire, because we repeat it every month, not only does the joint pain go away and the bloating go away, the anxiety goes away, the depression goes away, the ability to focus increases. I see it all the time. People come off antidepressants. People come off anti-anxiety. People come off ADHD medication. And again, I am not against those medications. I will prescribe them when they're needed. This is not an anti-medication conversation. It's just that the root cause for a lot of people is how unwell they're feeling. And that creates an imbalance in their brain. Also the gut brain connection, if their gut's off, their brain is off, but that's, that's a whole other conversation, right? So now you have all this happening. So the gut, the gut brain connection Uh also affects your serotonin levels, your dopamine levels. So all of that, as we fix the system, people forget everything's connected, right? Cause you go to psychiatrists for this, the GI for this, and the possibility that these two worlds connect is it's lost. It's lost, but it's all connected. So to answer your question, 100%, we will see an improvement, in motivation, anxiety, depression, focus once we fix the whole system. So the scattered brain, like when somebody says, oh, I just can't focus, like let's say they're trying to write their marketing campaign and they know what they want to say. And then they sit down in front of it and everything just like, I don't know, I can't focus, I can't focus. And then they try this for like three days and they can't focus. And then they load on sugar, they load on coffee, they load on all this thing. And now they can't sleep because they're worrying that the time is running out. They have to make this thing go and they can't even write it out. So all of that would be pretty much linked to inflammation from the way you're seeing oh, yeah. it, right? That's mm-hmm. it's it's neuroinflammation. So when your joints get inflamed, your joints hurt. When your skin gets inflamed, you get a rash. When your brain gets inflamed, it gets brain fog. It gets difficulty concentrating. Those are classic signs of neuroinflammation. So I'm not talking about people who have like a physical, like a traumatic right. brain injury. But if you have, especially if you have better days and worse days, that's kind of like joint pain. You have better days and you have worse days. You have days when you have more neuroinflammation and less. And how does that happen? Why is it better? Why is it worse? Because what else is happening in your system? So you'll notice that, let's just say, this is an obvious one. You went on the weekend, you drank all weekend, you went to a party. Are you going to be as on point the next day? No, right? That's obvious to you. But that's also true without a binge, like just eating off, you're not going to be as sharp. It's all connected. And then you're right. Then you reach for more things to try to get you into it. And and it might give you like 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever X amount of time, but you're right back to where you started because you never actually fixed the neuroinflammation. It's a really good point. So if we go back for a moment to the um, like the eating and what the person kind of takes into their body, and you were saying in your own story that you were feeling you were eating pretty healthy. So a lot of the people mm. that our entrepreneurs that I work with that are here in the audience, we are pretty conscious about what we're eating. A lot of them might be vegetarians even, and they definitely eat like healthy organic food and they try to make sure that they eat all the right things. And yet many still have those symptoms. So what would you say would be the thing to look at within someone's healthy diet 
that might be off that's causing them to have some of those symptoms. Like, let's say they're not drinking. Let's say they're not eating too much sugar. Let's say they're not eating greasy food. They're definitely not having pasta before bed. Maybe many of them mm. don't even have, you know, gluten type of foods because of whatever else that they've been told. So what do you think? So just because something is healthy because it's on the healthy list doesn't mean it's healthy for you. Uh-huh. So, and it's very individualized. I have patients who, when we food tested them, it was spinach and tomato. Who the heck would think spinach and tomato was going to mess them up, right? right. So you have to really, so first of all, you're right. The people who are coming off of McDonald's and now eating organic are automatically going to feel better. That's kind of an easier thing to assimilate in your brain. But like you said, many of your entrepreneurs are already making a, an attempt to eat healthier. Um, but it may not be healthy for them. So you have to listen to your body. So if you're eating kale, right, which is super healthy, and after you eat kale, you're bloated, kale's not for you. It doesn't matter if it's on the healthy list. You have to pay attention to it. If you're eating gluten-free pancakes, because you're like, well, this is a better version of pancakes. And after the meal, you're exhausted. You need a nap. That's not for you. You have to really pay attention to it. Also, the other thing is timing. Intermittent fasting is a huge, huge, huge player in inflammation. And if you're not doing intermittent fasting, you're not in the anti-inflammatory game. Mm -hmm. um, and, and now, of course, there's a few people who can't intermittent fasting, not talking about those medical conditions, but generally speaking. So let's just say, you know, you're eating all healthy foods, but you're eating from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep. That's a problem too. You don't have metabolic flexibility. So in the world of what we consider healthy, there might be some things that still aren't working for you. So that's problem number one. But let's just say, no, I have, I'm talking about my entrepreneurs. They're on point. They're intermittent fasting. They're eating quality protein. They're eating the rainbow. They're eating all the stuff. Awesome. Great. So that's phase one. How are they optimizing their supplements? Supplements is a huge issue because we definitely cannot get all our nutrients just from food. Is their supplement game on point? Do they have adrenal fatigue, in which case they need some supplements specifically for adrenals? Are they cooking a thyroid issue? Did they get the right test? Are they getting supplements for that? So after nutrition comes a supplement game, but always after, not instead of, that's why I didn't go to it first. Because people, some people are looking for that magic multivitamin. It, it doesn't exist. Um, so, so there are, so to answer your question, healthy doesn't mean healthy for you. And if you are 100% sure that you got it all right, then make sure your supplement game and your sleep game is on. And then if that's still not okay, then you're going to need some further testing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is a great answer. And I, I myself also very much believe in everything being customized to an individual. Like this is what I do in business. This is what I do in everything. And most of my clients are very much focused on customizing what they do for their clients as well, because right. we see each person as individual. So that very much fits in that it's not just like there's some sort of a cookie cutter approach, like those are the right things to eat for everybody. But within right. that, there are variations for um, each individual. So um, let's switch gears a little bit into the new method because we mentioned okay. it, but we didn't explain what is that thing. <laughs> so like, does it have like points, like three or four steps or something? Like what, what is it yeah. that you're guiding people through? Can you explain that? Of course. So first of all, you can like, you know, take a look at us, the new method spelled with a K on every platform, except for Twitter, because I talk too much, <laughs> YouTube, podcast, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, and of course, our website. So basically, the first step, you get to know us, see what we're about. Um, we do a free consultation, you talk to my team, and my team tells you a little bit about our testing and like, you know, what happens next. So we ask our patients to if you're if you're all in and you want to have a discovery session with me, 
we're going to send you a really long questionnaire and we really want you to take time with it because we actually read it. Um, it's an opportunity to tell your whole story because we need to know everything. This is not a five minute primary care visit. We're going to spend 45 minutes and for that to work, we need as much information as possible. And then we also send our, our clients a saliva test to see if they have adrenal fatigue. Adrenal fatigue is rampant. And for a lot of women, it is the key reason of like, I'm doing everything right. Why am I exhausted? Why can't I go to the gym? Well, you have stage three adrenal fatigue. Oh my God. Good to know, because now I know I'm not lazy or crazy. Mm -hmm. So these are the two things in the discovery session. We have a conversation and I generally connect the dots for people. Like, this is what's happening. This is why I think you're here. This is what I think is going on. If you're local, we could also do some blood work. If you're further out, um, then we work with, with your symptoms. Um, and then the client decides how they want to proceed. If the client's like, great, thank you so much. Now I feel empowered. That's a win. They feel empowered. They understand for, for the first time ever what's going on with them. And some of them go on their way. And some of them are like, great, Dr. E, now what? And then they work with us for, uh, for a year-long program, which is like amazing. And we've created this amazing community of humans who are on different levels of I don't feel good-itis. And we're helping all of them feel better. And then as a community, we also work together to spread kindness throughout the country because my clients are all over the country. And, you know, every month we do like kindness contests and things like that. So it, it has developed into a movement of kindness filled of individuals who are just trying to get their wellness on point. So it's it's become an amazing, amazing experience for all of us, myself included. Oh, that sounds awesome. So when you work with them, you have some local clients like walk in in the in the clinic itself, and then you have um like virtual. telemedicine or some virtual yeah. some aspect, right? Because if it's national, yes. it would have to be. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Yeah. So now let's link that to your mission. So this is conscious coaches on a mission. You're <laughs> obviously on a mission. So <laughs> how can we describe your mission? <laughs> what are you here so to do? So my mission. Okay, so. On an individual level, for each individual I encounter, is to empower them um, over their health destiny. Um, and then on a community global scale is to create kindness everywhere we go. And how would you define kindness? Yeah. So if you are one of my clients and you're like, you know what? I just gave my next door neighbor, I don't know, I helped them out with this flat tire. And that's your kindness. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And and I just had a patient said, I would like you to help me find five families that I'd like to cater dinner for. Uh -huh, that's, uh -huh. that's her kindness. And then some people are just like, we're set up a food drive. And for them, maybe they just want to send a donation of like two cans of corn. Whatever kindness is for you is what it is. But what happens is it just becomes top of mind. It's something that maybe you didn't think about, especially in the realm of health. You didn't think about, why would I talk to my doctor about kindness? Because as you as you start thinking about that, as you start doing good in the world, you start feeling good. So much shifts inside of you, right? And that reduces inflammation as well. So uh -huh. as selfless as it is, it's also selfish because it's going to help you feel better. Oh, this is so great. And this is a very nice link too. Like I always look at the things from that very perspective that if you go up in frequency, right? I mean, I do energetics mm -hmm. work. So when you go in frequency of um, gratitude, or kindness or unconditionality in general instead of judgment just that itself reduces you know inflammation in the body helps body feel better so this is so 100%. awesome to <laughs> to hear from the doctors hearing that that's like a great link <laughs> yeah it, it awesome. absolutely does it, it it we can actually pinpoint on a molecular level where 
where this happens. This is not, this is real stuff. All right. Well, um, this is very much uh, appreciated. Everything you have said, I think, is highly needed <laughs> in the world for people to hear. So this is Dr. Efrat Lamandre. You can find her on the newmethod.com with a K. Um, are there any parting words, any last piece of wisdom you would like to share? Um, whatever you're feeling, it's not in your head. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. E, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Conscious Coaches on a Mission. If you are a successful coach, mentor, or a healer who would like to be a guest on my podcast, please visit transcensiongate.com slash podcast. Are you the type of person who loves to help? If you got something out of this interview, I would love you to share this episode on the social media. Just take a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Would love for you to shout us out on Facebook and Instagram at Eugenia Oganova. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on the social media and let them know about the show. And please include the hashtag Conscious Coaches on a Mission. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. I'm regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and the guests. It means a lot. Want to know more? Go to my website, transcensiongate.com, to advance your consciousness and scale your business in a sustainable way using wealth energetics and soul design. And join my Facebook group called High Ticket Clients Energetics for Spiritual Coaches. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time.